They need to be on the good mic. You just have to speak louder. Welcome to Climb Hard, Love Harder podcast. Uh, I'm Eric. And this is Dean. And we're here talking to folks that have amazing stories. We're hoping we'll encourage you on to love and good works. Let's hear what people have to say. Huh? Cheesy. <laughs> this is uh, Eric and Dean, and we have Kristen Anderson here with uh, Climbers for Christ. And uh, Kristen, we're going to ask you some of these questions. And um, Dean, why don't you share with us what we've just been doing for the last uh, three days? Uh, we have been... Uh, serving breakfast, well, that's our primary responsibility, serving breakfast, Idaho Mountain Festival, at amazing Castle Rocks, and always blown away by the volunteers that agree to serve with Climbers for Christ. Idaho Mountain Festival, right? Yes, Idaho Did Mountain you just say that? He did. Oh. <laughs> I did. We'll edit but it I may not have. Or maybe we won't edit it. <laughs> So, yes, amazing people, amazing, beautiful creation. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah, man. We are also sitting in Kristen Anderson's uh, home away from home. Uh, Kristen, uh, what's your official title? Um, I just got a new title. I am the Director of Leadership Development with Climbers for Christ. I'm pretty honored to be in that role. Mm -hmm. I've uh, been involved with Climbers for Christ for probably 15 years and uh, excited to help uh, develop our, our new leaders and get people rolling and, and uh, help Eli, our executive director, um, with, with some of that so he's not doing everything. Sweet. So, yeah. Nice. And we are parked here in... Rock City Pizza. Rock, at, Rock City Pizza in the parking wonder, lot. I haven't been in here in years, and I just, it, they've completely, that whole seating area wasn't even there before. So I went in and I said, yeah. this place looks amazing. Good job. And she was like, yeah, yeah. we've done a lot. They have done a lot. Yeah. It's cool to see yeah. small town places grow like that. Yes. And we're in the middle of a thunderstorm. So uh, anyway, that's what I know. Okay. Dean. Okay. We're going to ask Kristen some questions. Okay. Tell us about yourself, who you are, and your climbing, and what makes you tick. So, who am I? That's a big question. Um, I have recently had to reevaluate my identity um, based on some, some situations um, and not be necessarily defined by my title at work or my... Uh, that I am a climber, but um, I've been injured for a while, so it's, it's but I still at heart, I'm a climber. I've been climbing for about 20 years. I uh, love it. I love sport climbing probably the most right now, although tried climbing might have been my first love. I just, I live in Lander, Wyoming, where um, the sport climbing is just awesome. So I've been doing more of that, and I just like to someday get strong and, and climb hard. Uh, and uh, yeah, but right now I'm stoked also to get in the mountains a little bit. Some of that. 
Okay, so tell us about your uh, tell us about your personal best um, or your proudest send or attempt or maybe your most memorable success or failure. Uh, like, what really sticks out in your mind? Well, I was laughing earlier because, you know, now a lot of my memories align with the things that I have pictures of. <laughs> and the pictures I have of me climbing rocks are all things that I never sent. Are the pictures better or are the memories better? Uh, ooh. I have some great memories of climbing, probably with the people especially. Um, yeah, but uh, firsts are always a good memory. So I got my first um, 12A at the New River Gorge um, back in 2012. I remember it was 2012 and I was like, I've been climbing for like 12 years. I need to send a 512. Nice. And uh, so I just hung out with people who climbed harder than I did and got my butt kicked for like nine months of the year. And um, I would climb a trad route every once in a while that they would flail on just to make myself feel better. And then finally, I sent uh, 12A. Well, I sent one at the Red, but I didn't count it until I sent one at the New River Gorge because the New River Gorge ratings are a little stiffer than the They are stiff. That's awesome. Yeah. That is beautiful. Yeah. So that was a, a proud accomplishment for me, for sure. And uh, it's only the beginning. There's so much more that I want to do. That's the thing with climbing. Whenever you achieve something, it's not like you're... Yeah, there's just so much more. So much, so much... Yeah, that I still want to do. What about, do you have a most memorable failure? Or look, sometimes we like to call them failures. Failures? Mm. Uh, I failed a lot. Um, most memorable. <laughs> most memorable. Gosh. Um, well, since we're just talking about sport climb or climbing, I guess my. There's a climb called Freaky Styly at the New River Gorge. That's 12A that I just never sent. And then we would drive down from from the D.C. area to the New, which was like six hours. And so I had crews of people, and, and there was just miscommunications. And I was like, yeah, I want to get on this climb. And then, like, the other crew that was with us decided out of all the thousands of climbs at the New to get on that climb. So we went to it, and we couldn't get on it. <laughs> um, there's... And I'm not sure I loved that person very well through that. We did debrief uh, that, and we are friends now. But, like, it was just kind of a interestingly yeah. weird situation. Yeah. And I find that there's an interesting mix in climbing. Um, I've been involved at the institutional level for so many years. That's why I never really pushed the grade very hard for many years. Um, and then climbing for myself, I have to be a little bit selfish to say these are the goals I have, and I need to find someone who's willing to belay me on that, and I'll belay them on their project or whatever, which is a little bit different than just going climbing lots of routes for fun, which mm -hmm. is what I also love even more because I hate failure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's interesting that you asked that because something a goal of mine is to learn how to be willing to fail more and try hard things more because um, I've just cruised through life because I'm like naturally good at some things. Climbing is not one of them, but I'm retarded at climbing. But um, I've been able to cruise through a lot of things and, and not grow because I haven't challenged myself. And if we just stay in our comfort zones, like we're not going to grow. And I've worked in outdoor ed a lot and I saw a quote on my, on my wall in my office when I worked for this college outdoor program for the last four years. And um, shout out to Wyoming Catholic College and Core Expeditions. Amazing program. Um, but it said, um, it was, it was basically about risk and that if you don't risk, you really, you're not living, you know, and that's not exactly the quote, but risk is essential. Basically mm. it said, and then I, I was like, I hope I believe that for the outdoor programs and for my students, but when it comes to my own life and that like, cause it's not the wilderness that freaks me out. It's finances and 
decisions in yeah. relationships and things in, in life that are harder for me. That's my wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being willing to like step out and fail is something I'm, I'm just now starting to learn. It's a good word. Yeah, it is. Well, it's a lot easier to just do what you're good at. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, yes. man. So, uh, what about your spiritual life? Do you have a spiritual life? Uh, where does that fit into everything? Uh, tell us about you and spirituality or your, your faith and practice and stuff like that. Sure. Um, yeah, I do have a spiritual life and it's super important to me. Um, I, my kind of life tenants are to love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love my neighbor as myself. Um, that's kind of the two greatest commands that Jesus gave to the disciples when they asked him what was the greatest commandment. And so that's kind of how I try to live my life. Um, but I don't necessarily know how to do it every day. And I, I need other people, um, big time. Um, so reaching out for that help and being willing to acknowledge that I don't have it figured out. Like, yes, I believe wholeheartedly, um, in Jesus and his ability to bring freedom, um, from captivity and healing from disease and set the lonely in families and all the things that Jesus came to this world to do. Um, but, but that doesn't mean that I have figured out exactly how to live my life every day. It's a process of, um, trying to remember to pray (laughs) all the time and be available to God instead of getting stuck in my own head and the things that I see in this world that are frustrating because I get frustrated every day with things and I'm Mm. a bit of a perfectionist um, and I struggle with negative self-talk as many of us do Um, and so it's just like figuring out how to how to make God God in my own life and I, I can't make God anything how to allow him to kind of overcome the humanness in me and the sin in me that keeps me from being the best version of myself that he created me to be and realizing that like I'm perfect just as I was created to be even though in my own thought life I don't think so every day yeah Oh, look, here comes a, uh, so for listeners, we're in a very active, climbing-friendly parking lot. So if you hear some yelling and screaming, uh, there's pizza that's getting baked behind us. There's climbers in various states of thunderstorm experience that are coming into the parking lot. And uh, if you, you might hear some yelling and screaming. It's all a bunch, Yeah, it's all a bunch of hoopla about having a good day and eating some pizza and enjoying each other's fellowship. So that's in what's happening. In a beautiful middle of... Idaho, nowhere where you can see lots of cool rocks. Yes. Uh, City yes. of Rocks, if you've never been over this area, holy smokes. It's worth the trip. I mean, it's no, terrible. Totally it's horrible. Don't ever come here. <laughs> so, what gets you stoked? People and loving people well, even though that can be difficult and exhausting. Um, I was just pointing to someone else. Like, I'm not, not one of those people that has pizza the motivation to go out. Wesley, pizza, pizza for Wesley. Pizza? Wesley? <laughs> I could be Wesley right now. I could use mm-hmm. a little pizza. That's me. <laughs> I'm not one of those people that could 
or that is really interested in going out and like rope soloing, I love climbing so much and I have so much motivation for it. But I also need other people who are motivated. And I'm the same way with my workouts. Like I love to run, trail run, but I much prefer to do that with other people and have that encouragement and accountability and uh and just yeah that's stoke so like when other people are stoked I'm stoked and that's the cool thing about climbing like when I meet somebody who's a climber we just start talking and and all of a sudden we're talking about some place like 5,000 miles away <laughs> that we've both been and climbed and some yeah. route and like some move and we start moving our hands to like these like moves that we've done on the same yeah. route like you know and it's been 10 years since I've been to like Joshua Tree or whatever but right. like, like I climber, remember this you know, climber sign language yes <laughs> Which can be really fun if you put it to music at a wedding <laughs> and you do climber dance moves. Hunter cling, heel hook, and rest. Shake it out. Shake it out. Chalk up. Okay, so. Uh, Try it. And chalk up. Try it at and the next the wedding the you band. go to. Shake it out. Breathe. Blow. Blow. Side. <laughs> Side. Don't try that. So. Uh, You've been uh, you've been doing this for a minute, uh, climbing and uh, being a part of Climbers for Christ. Uh, if you could go back, what in the world would you uh, say to your younger self? What kind of advice uh, would you give to your younger self? Chill the bleep out. Chill the bleep out. <laughs> <laughs> good thing you um, said bleep. That is that's just good advice at any age, isn't it? Right. Holy that's what smokes. you told me yesterday. Good thing you said course. bleep because I don't know. If Eric might have, he may have not have edited out. <laughs> uh, that's, that's quite possible. I think you're the one in the last uh, episode that said something like, no, that's okay. We like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, well, and that's part of who I am This kind of struggling with perfectionism sometimes and wanting to like do everything right and have a plan. And, um, yeah, you just gotta like breathe and be available. You know, and even I, I love the fact that God has used me the most at the times when I've been the lowest and I'm like crying and feel like I'm no good to anyone. And that's when God chooses to like use me to love somebody well, you know, right. or like that's when somebody sees me breaking down. And so then they break down and share what's going on in their life, which is like way more serious. <laughs> than that. Right. And then we like pray for them or love on them. Oh. And so like. I don't know, just just taking it a little more chill and um, breathe a little bit more <laughs> and and trust that even in the crummy situations, like, um, God can work that out and he's doing things, there's things at work that we can't see mm. that are way bigger than what we're dealing with today. Can I, like, record that to preach back to myself later? Yes. Mm -hmm. We'll make sure that you're connected to the podcast and you can listen in. Thanks. Yeah. After it's published. <laughs> what do you think about the statement, climb hard, love harder? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go some history on that because... Please. Uh, I believe that um, Calvin Landris, our previous director for Climbers for Christ, is the one who kind of brought that saying um into the center of our ministry and when i met calvin i was a um outdoor educator climbing 510 um and stoked about that and climbing 510 is amazing i don't 
I didn't see any need to climb any harder than that. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. And God was using me in that community. I was working for Outward Bound at the time, mm-hmm. um, out in Oregon. That's where I met Calvin. And God was using me in that community. That was beautiful. But Calvin had this heart to reach out to high profile climbers and professional climbers. And I was like, who needs them? <laughs> like they're, they're strong and they're too good for me and blah, 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 you know. And, um, and then I started to realized that there was something to that and I think that we can use that at any level climbing hard just means like climbing hard for you like putting your putting your whole self into it but I do think seeing over the years how then like God gave me I gave up climbing for a while because I thought it was selfish and I thought it I needed to go on mission around the world and share the love of Christ with people mm. and over the years God gave climbing back to me mm. and showed me that I'm going to shine way brighter for him if I'm doing what I'm passionate about that oh, he's given me absolutely. this passion for. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And like, you see me, I start talking about climbing and I just light up. Mm-hmm. And how much brighter of a light for Christ can oh, I be in that community than yeah. anywhere else? So the Climb Hard, Love Harder um, thing came about about the time that I started climbing harder, I think, or maybe a little bit after that. And I really started seeing that if I really pushed myself like I did back in 2012, <laughs> that was 10 years ago, but, um, then there's a whole new crew of people that were like spending a lot of time at the gym and a lot of time at the crag pouring themselves into this and, and that I could love them well. And that, um, I also took some time off from climbing right after that because I thought I was getting too focused on climbing and it was kind of becoming that I would worship climbing rather than, um, God. And that's not cool. Um, so I took some time off climbing and, no, that didn't really help. I think my issues were elsewhere, and I really needed to change my focus so to be on the Lord fully, whether it was climbing or anything else that was taking it away. Um, so, yeah, I think climb hard, love harder to me just means, like, keep your focus in, in check and, like, put your whole self into it, but make sure that, first and foremost, you're loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then loving your neighbor well. And that, that's the, the primary pursuit. And the climb hard is also an important pursuit, um, but not, you know, secondary. Yeah. You meant you were, earlier today we were talking about uh, self-care. Mm-hmm. And, like, how that plays into, like, loving. you had just mentioned loving the climbing community, climbers, people that get in your way out at the, where you want to climb. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and we were talking how yesterday I felt kind of crummy because I, like, I bailed on climbing because I was exhausted from being in the sun the day before and from being around all the people. And I just mm-hmm. went, took care of myself yesterday and got some work done and I took a nap and did my shoulder PT and the things I needed to do. And then by the time I came back in the evening to the festival, I was, like, stoked and ready to just interact with people, and that was cool. And, and that's not something I would have done in previous years maybe even months like it's something I'm learning because I hate removing myself from a situation where I feel like I should be hosting and loving people yeah thankfully Mm -hmm. you guys were there so I felt fine removing myself for a while but I want to be the best version I can be within reason like God's going to use me however Mm -hmm. um to love people well and I'm not going to love others well if I don't love myself Mm. and care for myself Mm. very true So, uh, do you, if you had a, a do-over in life, 
uh, what would it be? Like you could go roll back the clock any point along the way and say, do over. Or like I just played Exploding Cats or what's it called last night? <laughs> exploding Kittens. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the game. Oh, does that happen? Well, like you want to, you can, you, uh, you want to avoid, you want to avoid Blow it up. blowing it up. You want to be, avoid being uh, blown over. So if you could like go back and, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's a hilarious game. <laughs> <laughs> and the cards are h- hilarious. But they if you could funny. go, if you could go back and have a do over, what would it look like? Gosh, that's a tough question because I. <clears throat> some of the hardest times in my life have been the times that I have learned the most and have given the greatest opportunity. Um, so I don't, I don't have a lot of regrets, except for not doing jazz band in uh, uh, high school. Yeah, that would have been really fun. What did you play? I played the flute. Oh yeah. But I I could have played saxophone in the jazz band. Oh yeah. But they wouldn't let me. Jazz flute's pretty sweet, though. I know. Yeah, and you can play that on some Oh, yeah. That's an opportunity. Yeah, I'm sad I missed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. There you go. I love it. <laughs> that's a legit regret, right? Well, and something that's fun for me in this last year, I had this concussion, and it that could have really sucked. And, I mean, it did in some ways, and I ended up quitting my job because of it eventually, like, seven months later. But um, I just learned to, like quiet down and take things easier and not put so much stress on myself because I, I that's what my doc said to do you got to do things that make you feel alive and you got to rest and breathe and do things that are relaxing oh, wow. um, and that's how you beat the headaches and, and stuff and so so that was a really a really cool reset for me that could have been a huge mm. blow up mm-hmm. a lot of you know there's So, besides missing out on jazzy trombones or some kind of piece of brass instrument, <laughs> <laughs> y'all were just talking about. Okay, no, no offense to I all. I trombone in college march. Yeah, no, that was really fun. Trombone's legit, and no, I've got a niece that's like super trombonist. No offense to all the musicians out there. These two are hacks. It's cracking me up. Actually, at least just one of us is. I me. thought you were going to say tromboni, and niece who is tromboni. <laughs> <laughs> is that then I I got to play music this past season when I hadn't been playing music for a long time. Sweet. Because it was something that was different than what I had been doing and I could do it. And and it was different people than I've been interacting with. Because I had to separate myself from everyone. I couldn't be a good friend. I couldn't be a good coworker. And it kind of was a bummer. So uh, so I started playing with the worship team at church and just... How fun. So that plays into this next question. (coughs) Segway! brings you down but you know it doesn't have to be what brings you down it can be, be uh, what brings you up or you know how however you want to answer that what brings you down but it could be the opposite question well okay um like you know it's your tape it's yeah, your what uh, you run with it what uh, you already kind of shared a little bit of like what what gives you stoke yeah what gives you what, what gives you the bummer like what brings you down yeah myself on my own my my own worst enemy oh you get in your head and you you let yourself go with those thoughts. And you'd mentioned the concussion a couple times, like, and having to kind of pull away. So that brings you down, or that brought, that or that tend. Brought me more up than I would have thought. What happened with the concussion? 
Oh, I just tripped and fell trail running. Oh, okay. And, um, so you're not just not a climber. You're like major outdoor guru, enthusiast. Yeah, but, but I've never been like a huge... I'm not considering myself like a huge athlete, like a really good athlete. I'm like just an everyday person, you know? Right. But I love to be active and be outside. And yeah. I live in a place where I get to do that. And we have amazing trails for running, and I'm so thankful for that. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, it's, it was cool because the things that can bring you down can bring you up. And the thing that it taught me was the ability to say no to things. Because okay. I had to say no. Huh? Because I mentally and physically couldn't handle my workload. I couldn't handle going out to... Um, I couldn't handle going to church or to a outdoor area where there were a lot of people. Like it, it just, it was too much for my brain. Yeah. But that gave me so much freedom to be, to say no and learn that there is an introverted part of me somewhere deep inside. <laughs> yeah. A big one. Uh-huh. And I didn't know idea because I've always been, I've always taken the tests and been an extrovert, you know, um, and I love people and that they jazz me up, but they also can exhaust me. So I've learned to just, um, have some quiet time and be okay with that mm. and be okay with just like laying down and breathing like I take naps not only when I sleep but I've I like take naps in the middle of the day a lot of time and I learned that with during my concussion and like just to sit and breathe for a few minutes of the day even if it's just 20 minutes like it can change your whole outlook yeah oh that's beautiful yeah, that's very good that is huge what is your home crag and why is it so good mm. so I live in Lambert, Wyoming <coughs> We have our, I'm going to go with our winter crag, which is Sinks Canyon. Uh, Sinks Canyon is amazing because it has uh, sandstone, dolomite, which is like limestone, and granite all in the same canyon. What? And in the wintertime. Why have we never been there? Because you only, <laughs> most of it is south facing the good, the main popular area, the main wall of Sinks Canyon is south facing. It's way too hot to climb in the summer and, until after like 5 p.m. But, um, and there's like rattlesnakes and, you know, poison ivy in the summer. So we all go there in the winter because there's tons of other crags around Lander you can explore in the summertime, but they're snowed in year round. So in the winter we go to Sinks Canyon and it's, it's just the place where you, we get to know each other again, mm. because in the summer we have so many tourists come in and so many yeah. climbers from everywhere. There's like, it's like white van craziness. There's a van, it's like sprinter <laughs> van. If you have a sprinter van, come to Lander because there's lots of free, beautiful camping. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. Don't come. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, like, it's a, it's a really cool place, but in the winter, like, we just get to know each other again, because, and you know if somebody's, like, not a local, because you know everybody. So there. that's the local... Yeah. That's all the local haunt. Because it's the only place we can climb, and we don't really have... We have a bouldering gym, um, uh-huh. and my church has a climbing wall, which is cool, but they're not very <laughs> big. Um, so, yeah, so the Sinks Canyon is kind of the place to be, and it's got beautiful Pizza movement. Aaron, it's uh, Riley, not my Kathy, favorite rock in the world Chris, to climb. Which part? Which one? Uh, oh, but I mean, like the sandstone, the dolomite, or the granite. Um, well, they're all great, but my f- my favorite rock is the bulletproof sandstone of the east. Like the New River Gorge is my favorite rock in the world. To okay. Climb. But the weather there for climbing, yeah, can be rather challenging. Yeah. Whereas out west, like it can be zero degrees in town in the winter in the morning. Yeah. And you can be out climbing in a t-shirt. In yeah, the if the sun is on the south, yeah, the south face stuff. And your fingers aren't cold. Right. Beautiful. What's your favorite after climbing beverage? Uh, recently, I've been digging the uh, Kavita uh, probiotic drink. They have like a lemon cayenne one. 
It's like a kombucha without the... I did not just laugh. I was just, I was like thinking about a funny thing just now. Oh, okay. I find it very refreshing and it's low sugar. I've been trying to... What is uh, it? It's lemon and cayenne? Cayenne. Holy oh. smokes. It's, it's got really a little good. But they're like three ninety nine at the store. For like, it's like ridiculous. Um, highway robbery. It is highway robbery. They've got me hooked on her. Have you started brewing your own kombucha? I will never. Let me tell you why. I Talk to us never. about I shouldn't we, say never, but... Do you this. like kombucha, and why aren't you brewing your own? Okay, I didn't like kombucha for years, <laughs> because it's kind of gross tasting, and then my roommates decided to brew kombucha, but they forgot about it, and they left it in the top <laughs> shelf of the <laughs> closet downstairs across from the washing machine, and I'm the one who tipped it over. <coughs> No. And this huge, disgusting, months, months old scoby and all this vinegar yeah, yeah. water okay, all the over scoby, everything. The scoby's kind of creepy, isn't it? But it was the vinegar water all over everything that I had to clean up. Oh, I didn't even no. like kombucha at that time. So I've come a long way, but now I believe in gut health. I'm uh-huh. trying to eat some fermented foods and yeah, yeah. do the kombucha thing. Um, so I like it now, but oh my I gosh. probably will never brew my own because of that. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, if you Trauma. decide to, my wife, it, she does brew her own kombucha. Okay. And I... Uh, Part of it's, I, I, I say I don't like it, full confession. I say I don't like it, but secretly it's not that bad. <laughs> and she does a fantastic job with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it saves us. Her brunette at home saves us, like, huge piles of cash. Well, and like, like, it is so expensive. And so... So much sugar in the stuff you buy at the store. It is very sweet. And so she can manage the own, you know, everything in it. Yeah. She's pretty, uh, pretty amazing that way. So... You don't have to... She doesn't listen to this. And she doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) But we are grateful for her because without her, we wouldn't be able to enjoy this podcast. I know. Exactly. Thank you. What is your favorite pack animal? And uh, do they know it? I like a good pack mule. Okay. And why? Um, Because they're steady on their feet. Because they're a mix between a horse and a... Donkey, yeah, um, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I got to do re-rations for our freshman. What is re-rations? Um, we have the college I worked for had a 21-day backpacking trip that every freshman had oh, to do okay. before they even started their freshman year. Hence, why it was such a cool place to work. Let me tell you. Um, yeah. But we would go out seven days into their trip and okay. give them a new ra- ration of oh, yeah. food and you know, yeah, you know, medical tape and, and use mules. Food. Yeah. It sounds rational. And they were great. It's rational. I know. I feel like that was supposed to be a funny question, but I like mules. I love, okay, yeah. And mules allowed yeah. my dad, when he was sick for many years <clears throat> before he passed away, Yes. he and I did a um, national park tour. What? And he was able to get down into Bryce Canyon no and Zion Canyon because of the mule rides. No. He couldn't. He couldn't hike. He could only walk oh. flat for so long. That's but awesome. Could, that is so beautiful. Yeah. It was pretty cool. So you, m- mules are like maybe your spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on the next episode. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. oh my gosh, so good. Anything else, Dean, that we should share or add or questions? I think that about sums it up. You want to take us out? Oh wow! Can I share one more thing? Yes, yes. absolutely. I guess I just want to say to anyone <clears throat> listening to this that you probably might have heard about it through Climbers for Christ, and I think people don't feel like they maybe have what it takes 
to be the best uh, person to love climbers well, you are. Like, we don't need to wait for someone else to do it. Like, we just need to be available to God oh, in the climbing community. Right. And just show up. Yeah. Like, Dean and Eric brought a pizza to the crag today because <laughs> they weren't climbing and we were. And it was, like, the coolest thing ever. And then there happened to be these other climbers that we had met throughout the weekend. Or we met one or two of them. And one of them happens to be, like, an old family friend of Eric's. Random. Totally random. And they were there at the same crag. Dean and Eric didn't know that. And we were able to share pizza with them. We were able to share ropes with them. Uh, I gave them my harness because we didn't have enough harnesses um, for a little uh-huh. while. And, like, that, we loved climbers well today. Yeah. And that was, like, not anything planned or no necessarily specifically prayed for. It no. just happened, and it was super cool. And it didn't require high levels of education. <laughs> you didn't even have a pack. <laughs> I didn't even have a pack. or I had no gear on me. And we were belaying from a... Tr- okay, do not listen to this part. We were belaying from a tree. We were belaying from a tree. <laughs> Blaine from a tree, Please. by the way, is totally legit. <laughs> oh, Especially that's... when it's a dead tree. No, it was alive. I double-checked because the bottom part of it did look dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. That is so good. All right, you want to... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Climb Hard, Love Harder podcast. And please, any questions, comments, we love feedback. Please send us an email. At uh, pod at climbersforchrist.org, and uh, we'll respond. And we're on uh, IG, uh, the gram. Uh, we are not on Facebook because I can only do one thing at a time, and that's all I got. <laughs> and we'll respond when we get back into. Reception. And we will respond when we get back into cell reception if we ever get out on the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> and then we woke up. And then we woke up. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody. We love you. Love y'all. Okay, bye. Okay, thank you so much for listening. This is Climbers for Christ. Climb hard, love harder. <laughs> Podcast. And I'm Eric. And this is Dean. Tune in next time. We just got done ice climbing. My hands are cramping. (laughs) He's got crampy hands. Tune in next time. Climb hard, love harder. We love you. Bye.